How you doing? You're with Cameron on the Brecky Show. Great one from the Beatles to wake us up this morning. Paperback writer. There's a, a guy that I don't know if he's made a paperback book or not. It's our member for Parks. He joins us on the phone this morning, Mark Colton. How are you going, Mark? Yeah, Mike. I've read a few paperbacks in the time, but I don't think yeah. I've ever had one. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh Oh, I'm in Canberra, uh, Parliament sitting this week, but uh, yep. devastating news came through last night in from Mungai, the, uh, yeah. uh, the supermarket and the clothing store and the butchery uh, burning down, a, a massive loss for the for the border community of Mungandai. Yes, very tragic. Let's hope they can recover from this, probably not uh, in the near future, but hopefully one day they can get their shops back up and uh, rebuilt. Look, I was speaking very early this morning to Mayor Katrina Humphreys and she was already on her way to Mungandai and uh, yep. also uh, the member for Northern Tablelands, Adam Marshall, he's heading out there today as well and uh, the state government has uh, offered assistance into set, uh, helping the town set up a temporary supermarket so that uh, they can uh, you know, get back into action as quick as possible because mm-hmm. the border uh, restrictions have made it, will make it particularly difficult uh, you know, if they have to uh, choose between going to Moree or going to Queensland, and so uh, that's you know, you know, really sort of adding insult to injury. But uh, um, uh, hopefully, Mungandai is a, a strong community, very mm-hmm. resilient, and uh, uh, I'm sure they'll get back on their feet. But it was very sad images that I saw last night uh, uh, as their main street was on fire. Yeah, and I know that um, Adam Marshall's been campaigning to get more postcodes included into the exemptions for the border restrictions. Um, is there been much support in the federal parliament at all, or...? Uh, look, a lot of a lot of discussions going through, and uh, you because know, the you know the federal government doesn't believe in in in, in the border restrictions. Uh, uh, we're working on a, uh, uh, a, a I guess a protocol for identifying hotspots, and if the uh, states come on board for that, well, that hopefully will uh, uh, ease the ease the problem. Because what we're seeing now uh, with uh, you know for a, across a broad range from from medical uh, to people doing business to visiting, you know, elderly relatives uh, to, to, you know, children uh, not being able to come home for the school holidays from boarding school mm. is basically uh, Western New South Wales uh, and Western Queensland uh, have had very, very low uh, levels of um, infection and, you know, for the last four or five months have been completely free. Uh, and uh, so, we've, you know, we've these border closures, I mean, they've got to stay in Brisbane or Toowoomba, where there has been some cases, mm-hmm. uh, and not come and isolate um, uh, and uh, spend time with their family where they uh, are, are you know, positively safe. So there is a, you know, completely in the hands of the Queensland government, very frustrating, uh, because it, you know, it has unforeseen ramifications. For instance, you know, if you live at Mungandai now and you go to Moray to buy your groceries... Uh, then you've got then you can't cross the border uh, uh, without isolating for 14 days because Maury's not in that uh, area. So it it is a very very difficult situation, and uh, uh, we're working very hard here at, uh, with the federal uh, government to maybe put up some alternative uh, regulations that will enable you know the control of coronavirus, but also allow uh, some. A greater degree of flexibility and, quite frankly, humanity. We, you know, I'm, I'm, my office is dealing with dozens and dozens of cases uh, uh, around medical uh, mm-hmm. uh, procedures. Uh, you know, kids caught away from home, uh, kids uh, that are away from home that need to go to have a see a doctor, and the parent uh, being restricted from going there. But also inconsistencies 
uh, you know, depending on who you ring on the hotline, depending on who you find on the border, uh, uh, people are getting different results. And that's yeah. frustrating as well because, uh, uh, you know, the, the border officials uh, need to show a degree of compassion. And certainly I don't believe that police officers should be making a call as to whether someone's uh, medical um, appointment is, is urgent or not. They are not qualified for that and they shouldn't be yeah. making it. So uh, there's, there's a lot of work being going, a lot of frustration, and hopefully we can get it sorted uh, before yep. the school holidays. And uh, on a little more positive note, there's been new funding secured for local councils with the drought. Yes, I was pleased uh, to see that uh, under the uh, drought communities program, uh, we put out uh, two rounds of a million dollars each to councils uh, uh, across the drought-affected areas. And uh, more Plains has just put out... Uh, what they're going to spend their money on, and uh, I'm really pleased with what they're doing. They're spreading it right across the community with uh, uh, roof upgrades at Mungandai Hall, uh, upgrades at Pali uh, Malawar Hall, uh, Weemalaa Hall, in Moree War Memorial Hall itself, but also a pathway linking South Moree uh, with local uh, retail precincts along Amaru Drive and Boston Street, and new, uh, new lighting poles at the netball courts and the hockey fields on the Ron Harbour and Sporting precinct and, uh, uh, and and the development of an adverse events plan. So they're spreading that money around. Uh, it's designed to employ local people uh, and uh, provide that stimulus that uh, you know the drought really did impact on our economies, but uh, but also leaving a lasting benefit. And so they've chosen wisely, and uh, uh, you know they'll be on, on onto that work. I think pretty soon. No worries. And is there anything going to be discussed in Parliament over the next couple of weeks? I mean, obviously, COVID-19 is going to be a big issue. And uh, also, I think the budget's being released in October. Can you tell us any more about that? So the budget, uh, the next time we come back after this week will be for the budget early October. Yep. Uh, last night, uh, the uh, ch uh, changes to the uh, tertiary education uh, funding arrangements uh, passed through the House of Representatives. I'll be over in the Senate today. Uh, earlier in the week, we... Uh, passed the extension to the JobKeeper uh, uh, program so that it will continue on uh, for another uh, period of time. It will be slightly different. There'll be different criteria, but uh, in some parts of Australia, um, that that need is still there. Uh, in other parts, um, you know, we, we get into a, a stronger position. But speaking to many businesses, uh, uh, you know, in your listing area, the JobKeeper has been very, very uh, useful in some cities, even vital for them to keep their businesses going. But, you know, now that uh, if things are getting back to uh, work, um, uh, people um, should, if they've got a choice uh, of taking up work, uh, they should take that rather than, yeah. uh, than be staying at home on either JobKeeper or JobSeeker because they were designed as a temporary measure. They weren't designed uh, uh, sort of as a, as a gift or a handout. They were designed to get people through a very tough time. But if there's work to be done, uh, then my advice is to go out and do it because these programs are only temporary and they'll come to an end uh, and ultimately the best uh, situation for people to be in is to have a job and so mm. uh, uh, that, that's, uh, that's the message at the moment. No worries, we're just about out of time. Thanks so much for joining us today, Mark, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you in about a fortnight's time. Well, will do. Thanks, Cameron, any time. See ya.